The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello, Super Johnny. Hello, Super Trevor. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! Mamma mia. You guys, you're number one. Woohoo! See you in my games. Aha! I'm here, me Dracula. I can't wait to become a podcaster here at this podcasting club. It's you, Jason Voorhees. That's right, it's me, Jason. I don't think I officially have a voice, and this is my voice now. Man, I'm just looking so much forward to podcasting camp. Your voice is canon. I've been told I have a voice for podcasting. And a face for it. Thank you. You're welcome. We should be friends. Let's be best friends. Best buddies. Hey, let's pick out a cabin together. I like this idea. What about that one? It says the Retro Blist Cabin. Sounds alright. Nobody will be in there. Yeah. They have nobody. I can't stress this enough. No one will be in there because no one knows or cares who they are. <laughs> Knock on the door. Let's just check. Okay. They got to invite me in. I'm a vampire. There's nobody there. Yeah, I'll invite you in. Get in there. Thank you. Welcome to LJN Month. The oh, what's, first what's that? Episode audio playing. It's all computer. And something smells. Okay, so <laughs> oh, these guys are slobs. They're terrible. Yeah, their voices are horrific. Do you hear that podcast playing? And why are they playing their own podcast in their own cabin? They're the only two in there. I'm starting to hate podcasters. I don't want to be a podcaster at all. In fact, I'd rather drink the blood. I'm going to kill some podcast camp counselors. Let's kill these two right here in front of us. Ready? No, nobody's going to miss them. Okay, we can't stress that. I can't stress it enough. I'm shining up my axe. I do use an axe, don't I? Something. I'm making my teeth sharper somehow. With some sort of grinding tool. <laughs> Wait, wait, they're throwing rocks at us. Dodge them. Oh, jeez. This is barely hurting at all. They're so weak. What? A, I can't stress this enough. They're so weak. Idiot, should have got the torch. Uh, I don't even want to kill them now. You know when, like, when somebody kidnaps you and you sort of start to like them? This is sort of like that. I think I like their podcast now. Which podcast? Retro Bleed. Terrible. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode. And I can't stress this enough of Retro Bliss. Thanks for joining us. For LJN slash Halloween month. Man, aren't you all so lucky getting two LJN games in one month? Getting not just that, but two, two episodes of Retro Bliss in one month? <laughs> I can't even fathom the riches you must feel. Oh, man. What did you do deserves this? You've, you're being punished. That sentence. I didn't get it out of my mouth, right? No. Uh, we're both tired. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So we plan just to bring back. Do you remember when I worked night shift? Yeah, it was just a running thing that I was always on fumes. Uh huh. I thought to kind of bring back that nostalgically, we should record after one of my super long shifts. Yeah. So you've literally just got off a twelve-hour shift. Yep. Came straight here, 
and uh, played an LJN game, which we'll reserve judgment for. That's right. We won't tell you whether we liked it or not until the end. Hey, spoiler, it was an LJN game. Um, We loved it. (laughs) We'll find out. So, of course, Back to the Future we covered last week. That's right. uh, It was not Retro Blitz approved. Not at all. I think we agreed it was the second worst LJN game we've played after Uncanny X-Men. That's for sure. So, you got to think we can only go up from there. Yeah, <clears throat> Trevor, I got I to gotta ask you one thing, though. I really want to know what. There's only one thing better than a Saturday full of college football. I can think of a hundred things, but go ahead. <laughs> but that's watching college football on a Saturday while eating the official hamburger of college football. Trevor, grab your jersey, put on your game face, and get a Dave's Double delivered with Grubhub. Uh, if your team doesn't win, at least your mouth will at Wendy's, the sponsor of this show. Two things, Wendy's. Mm-hmm. The double with cheese is delicious. Secondly, the official burger of college football, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. <laughs> don't talk about it. Love our, you, Wendy's. <laughs> don't talk about our sponsor like that. You know what? Even though I mean you don't like care for that, I go to their making. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wendy's, I'm loving it. Wait a minute. That's not right. Wendy's, have it your way. That, yeah. Wendy's, Wendy's, welcome uh, to the bell. What is Taco Bell slogan? Break, welcome to the bell. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Wendy's, uh, break me off a piece of that. <laughs> what is Wendy's? Wendy's, eat fresh? Hungry. Why wait? <laughs> Wendy's, where's the meat? Wendy's, retro blist. All right, let's continue. All right. Let's huh. get into it. What of uh, energy uh, words? Things. What is your history with Jason Voorhees? Let's say what the game is we're playing. Oh, we should do that. Friday the thirteenth for the Nintendo Entertainment System, released in nineteen eighty nine. Sorry, our chairs are rubbing together and they're making farting noises. <laughs> it's really throwing me off. I'll be honest. I just thought it was you. No. <laughs> But out of friendship, I didn't say anything. That's impressive. I would have done something. <laughs> so anyway, anyways, 1989 LJN for the NES. Um, and I'm going to go grab the cartridge while you talk because I don't know if you noticed how awesome the cartridge is. Right. So this may be, and Trevor can back me up on this whenever he gets back, but this might be one of our most requested games to cover. Uh, more than once, we had people say, hey, when are you going to play Friday the 13th and review it? I think it kind of helps that we had an LJM month before, and we didn't cover this game then. It also helps that Halloween was coming up. Uh, but yeah, Trevor, we got quite a few requests for this. We did, and to the point that I went down to my shelf to pull it off the shelf and realized I couldn't find it. It's a mystery game. Uh, it's one of those games I got in a bag, one of those LJN games that I got in a grocery bag back in the day. Because we definitely played this at your house. Absolutely had well, this game. Growing up, yeah. I don't know who bought this off me or how I got rid of it, but it was a mystery and it was gone. <laughs> so we used Patreon money and rebought it. That's right. So thank you, patrons. We appreciate it. Uh, go to Retro Blessed on Patreon if you want to support us. <laughs> we need it because we spend most of that money on Chinese food. So look at this cartridge cover. It's like... Uh, it's very like... It's got Jason on it, of course. It's got like an actual photo, sh- uh, photo of Jason. Yeah. But then it's like on a, like the 1980s vomited on it or something. Yes. Yeah. Very bright. Very viv- colorful. Very bright, vivid colors for a, an ex-murderer. So I don't yeah. even understand how that goes together there. It's very interesting. So Trevor, uh, you were asking about our history with Jason Voorhees yeah. and Friday the 13th. That's fairly easy for both of us to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have more history with the game that we played today than I do with the movie franchise. I could care less for it. I'm just being brutally honest. I know a lot of people love it, and that's fine. Uh, Different strokes for different folks. So for the half of you that just tuned out, I'm going to speak to the other half. I could care less about it (laughs) as well. This just isn't our type of movie. It's not our cup of tea, but no judgment. Slight judgment. Slight judgment. We're better than you, but that's okay. Yeah. And as you'll soon no, as- it's not because if I'm better than you, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> yeah, if we're better than any of you, shape up. Yeah, we're disappointing. He li- we literally made a farting noise with chairs, and I thought it was him. That's where we're at. Yes, 
I even questioned if it was me. I was just unsure. Sometimes my body makes noises and I'm just so used to it. I don't even notice. I make, I've realized I can't sneak up on anyone anymore. Not that I ever have. <laughs> well, yeah. this is a creepy thing to talk about. But not hey, like back in the old days. It's Halloween. Know, when I was a camp counselor. But <laughs> <laughs> um, my bones crack and I make sounds whenever I walk now. So I can't sneak up on anybody. There's no way. So I was, uh, I was riding, I was driving around somewhere and my mom was in the car with me and I was getting out of the car and my, I have terrible knees. Like that's not a secret. Uh, but when they pop, they pop really loud. Yeah. Let's get out. They popped really loud. And my mom was like, what was that? (laughs) And I had to tell her it was your son. (laughs) Look at me. Look at me. I'm a monster. (laughs) So speaking of, uh, Buster Bluth. Yes. Um, which yeah, I have no experience with Jason, but again, I'm very aware of who he is. I'm very aware oh, yeah. of the pop culture. Like he's a, I mean, all those movies like that are very obviously pop culture. We know he, he used to be a hockey player. Yeah. That's why he has the hockey mask. Obviously he played in it. And for the pros, I'm a certain, yeah. probably one of the New York teams, the penguins, I think. Yeah. The New York um, penguins. But like Johnny said, we both, oddly enough, <laughs> played this game as kids. Yes. And my experience I, I, is kind of interesting there. You know what's strange, though? I remember multiple friends having this game. Yeah. And I would play it at different friends' houses. I don't know why. Because I, mean, I, I never wanted to see the movie. I never would have bought this game because I didn't even care about the movie. But it was given to us in that bag. I kind of feel like this game was one of those that was just given away at every street corner. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was just trying to give it away. Let's talk about our memories, not getting into the review of the game itself, but our memories of playing the game. Okay. Because my memories of playing the game are going to be very similar to mine, I'm sure. Did you ever play the game? I think I brought this up a few times. Mist. I yes. had the Sega Saturn. I watched you play it once. Okay. So I, I know what it is. To me, playing this as a kid was like playing an NES version of Mist, in that it was completely obtuse. I had no idea what was going on. And I can promise you, I never accomplished anything in the game as a kid. Like, I killed a bunch of zombies and nothing happened, so I didn't understand. Yeah, I never understood where to go, what to do, what I was supposed to do. And we tried to some extent. Yeah, Yeah. so my my experience is very similar. So I don't think this game's ever been compared to Myst before. No, first time. (laughs) Yeah. But in our defense, we had no manual. We had no internet at the time. No talent. How would, no talent, no intelligence. And no reason for being. No deodorant. No, especially not that. You know, how would we have made much progress as kids unless we were actually smart? You would, know? would it make much progress in literally anything? How would we make much progress from the time we were kids until now unless we had a manual? We can't stress this enough. <laughs> we're stupid. <laughs> we really uh, don't need to say that because the rest of the episode will prove it. Pay us. <laughs> so, let's just get into the game. Richard Bliss Podcast. Patreon. Okay. All right, Friday the 13th. Let's get into it. Johnny, I have the digital manual. You I, do? I bought the physical cartridge, but I wasn't going to spring for the manual. So it's been an extra couple bucks, and we're just not going to do that. Do you want me to read the introduction to set the mood? Do it. Read it as creepy as possible, please. Chris, uh, I can't tell you this off air, so I'm just going to say it on air. Play some creepy music in the background, please. <laughs> I gotta hope it plays like some bitty hill music. <laughs> <laughs> do what you will, Chris. <laughs> introduction. It's a pretty typical summer at Crystal Lake. There's a group of happy children staying in the camp. You and your six camp counselor friends. I'm changing my voice every five seconds so I find the right one. Sorry. That's how we find our characters. Uh, Your friends are watching over the kids (laughs) while enjoying the lake. That's just you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Watching over the kids while enjoying the lake in the wilderness. The days are bright and sunny. This is supposed to be creepy. I'm supposed to read this creepy. The nights are cool and clear. And Jason is on a rampage. It's up to you to stop him, but it's not going to be easy. You must first fight... My eyes are getting bad. This is hard to read. All right. I actually do think my eyes are going bad. This is sad. I used to have great eyes. Same. You must first fight your way through forests filled with man-eating wolves, caves covered with... <laughs> caves. Our podcast sucks. <laughs> Don't say it out loud. They're supposed to figure it out themselves. I can't even. Wouldn't you turn this microphone on? I can't even speak like an average human. Why am I? Re, why am I being recorded? But uh, we never claim to be average. Okay, sure. we're very uh, pro okay. below averageness. 
Caves covered with blood-sucking bats and hordes of mindless zombies everywhere you turn. Just like in the movie, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, there are zombies everywhere. You must also help any friend who is in danger, or else you can just kiss them goodbye. <laughs> and hiding in a cabin or staying adrift in a canoe won't keep you safe. A well, canoe. That is true. A canoe. The canoe. A canoe. Jason will find you anywhere. Also very true. The only way to survive this summer is to challenge Jason face to face and destroy him. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. That that uh, does a good job setting it. Trevor, the opening screen for Friday the 13th. Compare it to the game we played before for this for LJM month. Which is better? This uh this one or uh Back to the Future? Similar, and that neither one has any options. You just press start and the game starts. Right. Uh, the big difference is uh, this one doesn't have obnoxious music as soon as you turn the title screen. Right, on. it actually has the theme music from the movie. Yeah, it's uh, nowhere near as irritating as uh, Back to the Future. Not even close. So, Johnny, are you saying we should get into the music? Music? Let's get into it. Um, this is easy to compare to last week. Yeah. Last week's game had like two total different songs. And they were both pretty awful. They were both awful. One was... One was truly awful. Truly irritating. <laughs> yes. Um, this one has three, including the title screen. Yes. Um, but the main loop that's playing while you're walking, which is what you mostly do in this game, like out in the fields or whatever. Which it does have in common with the last game. Yes. It's extremely, like I'm saying three or four second loop. Yes. It's a very short loop. And it will get old. It does get old, but it's way less irritating than Yeah. So I'm thinking if we hadn't played Back to the Future, I wonder if we would have been just as harsh on this one. But because we went through the torture of the Back to the Future one, this one just seemed like a breath of fresh air. It doesn't stand out like the Back to the Future one. Right. For better or for worse, it does not. But I will say this. If you're really trying to do well at the game and cough, cough, looking up FAQs and things while you're trying to play, you got to turn the volume down because it will drive you crazy. Yes. Because if you're trying to think with that music playing, you, you just go back, yeah, back you can't crazy. do it. Yeah. Um, the the opening theme music is, is good. That yeah. music can get old, but it's not as bad as the previous games. Not even close. The previous games was just so awful. Uh, and then the, the other music, does it play when you're in the cabins or something? Cabins, and probably yeah. the cave, too, if I remember that, right. That music's actually fine. It's fine, yeah. yeah. It's kind of creepy. It does a really good job of setting the mood. I don't know why I'm trying to hum all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Jared's putting out an album soon. Do, 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 do. Oh, that's not this game. Jared's putting out an album. Yeah. I get it. So it's kind of a somber, moody music when you're indoors. Yeah. And it's fine. And because you're indoors less than outdoors... I I do prefer it over the outdoor track. It's not as right. repetitive. Same, and it's not as it's not as uh what, what's the word? Well, you already said repetitive, but it's not as harshish. Does that make sense? Like it no. it doesn't get as annoying as quick. The cabin Absolutely, song, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I would describe the music in this game as minimal effort, but not shockingly bad like last week's game. Yeah, this, yes. But it does kind yes. of feel minimal still. Because, again, the loops are so short. I mean, the original, like, I don't know, Mario Brothers had only a handful of tracks. But there were longer loops. I literally just did it. That's it. Talking of Fruit Loops. Um, I like Fruit Loops. They're good. They're delicious. I wish I could be more passionate about the music, but I don't hate it, and I don't love it. Yeah. But I, that's kind of a... Uh, it's kind of like my life. Well, I was going to say, I, you went way darker than I was yeah. going to go. <laughs> I was going to say, it's kind of like this game in general for us. But um, Trevor... That's... I love my life, by the way. My son is awesome. My wife is awesome. <laughs> Johnny's awesome. He's got to say that because his wife listens. <laughs> Major Bliss is awesome. Even though I've said terrible things about it so far. Hey, honey, how are you doing? <laughs> Let's uh, meet up after I leave here. 
Whoa, whoa, getting a bit racy there. <laughs> I wonder what they're going to do, Winky Wink. For some probably, fried chicken. That's, I know, that's 100% what it's going to be. Yep. So Trevor can eat more. And then I'll be mad because I'm not eating as well. Yep. <clears throat> um, hey, Anna. <laughs> uh, anyway. This episode's going nowhere. Hey, I already knew it was. What do you want to cover next? We didn't even discuss this, but whatever you want. Uh, graphics. Graphics. Let's get into it. Um, so this game, have you ever played, uh, oh, Mist? No, I watched you play. Um, what's, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, or Bioshock, like when it first came out. Yeah. Or, um, when you saw Mario 64 for the first time. Right, mind-blowing. That's pretty much this. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) he's being sarcastic, obviously. It's fine. It's fine, yeah, it's, it's, um... But I will say vanilla, kind of vanilla. Yeah, I will say that this, uh, this game it does a, a decent job of having actually a day and night cycle, which is kind of neat. Yeah, you know that is true. The I didn't expect that. I didn't either. Like even the inside of the the buildings, the cabins look different when it's right. not. Yeah, so that's kind of I'm, that's yeah. impressive, honestly. <clears throat> um, Jason looks like Jason, but he's a that iconic purple color. Like he's, yeah, that's iconic that he's purple in these games. Kind of like how Batman wasn't the right color. In his but it's game. only iconic because of the game, right? Not because yes, of the movies. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, because in the movies he's not that color. No. Uh, also, um, it's all right. So obviously, Friday the Thirteenth is a horror film. Mm-hmm. So you would think that this game graphically would want to convey a horror or a scary type feeling. Yeah. There was only one time where I was even remotely creeped out. And that's anytime you see the row of children and it's because <laughs> they're just children there with no faces. So by far, that's the, by far the creepiest and set the mood. If you visit a cabin at night, like I said, everything kind of looks dark. Yeah. None of the kids are in bed. They're all standing up against the wall. <laughs> when you go in a cabin at night and it's a children's cabin and they're lined up on the wall Faceless, yeah, that's creepy. staring at you. That's the creepiest part by far. I don't even think that's supposed to be creepy, but it is so creepy. <laughs> yes, it is by far the creepiest part. No contest with anything else in this game. You fought the flying head of Jason's mom, and it's not near as creepy as you that. Can't touch it. <laughs> Which I would have been impressed if an eight-bit game actually was scary. Right? Yeah. So I guess the best it could achieve is weirdly creepy. Yeah, when it's it, not trying to be. Which technically it did there. It did there. But, but I don't think that part was supposed to be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but graphically, nothing else is like actually gruesome or scary at all. Right. Um, uh, all the uh, the all the main characters, the six different characters you can choose from. <sighs> graphically, they're they're their clothes are different colors. Yeah. Um there's but there's not a ton of detail in the characters. No, and when we get into gameplay, I'll go, we'll go over the enemies. Yeah, but... that's why I didn't want to get too much into it, because also the characters play a little different, too, but that's gameplay. Yeah, I'm about ready to just get into gameplay, because we can describe <clears throat> in more detail some of the elements. So what you're saying is gameplay. Let's get into it. So Johnny? Yes, Trevor. I'm just going to spoil okay. something that's actually not a spoil because it's in the manual. But the whole point of this game, which eluded me as a child, as a dumb, ignorant child, um, Can't stress this sipping on the backwater swamp water yeah, out of the hole I crawled out of. You need to stop making fun of my childhood. We had good childhoods. <laughs> we had great childhoods, um, if we're being fair and honest. And it really wasn't backwards either. <laughs> but besides that... The whole point of this game is to upgrade your weapons on as many of your counselors as you can or want to so that you can kill Jason three times. Spoiler over, that's the whole point of the game. Right. Didn't, I mean, I'm, I assumed you had to kill Jason, but I, first of all, I didn't know you had to do it three times. I didn't understand how the upgraded weapon thing worked. And right off the stinking bat, the game gives you terrible advice. The first thing... It is so odd that it starts this way, because the game gives you little direction. But the first thing it tells you is you have to light all the fireplaces. 
In game, it tells you that. Yes, it's not even true. You don't even have to do that. We watched. Uh, here's this, another thing. All right, so we watched a guy play this game because after we gave up. After we gave up, uh, because honestly, we got to a point where and this is probably giving away a little bit too much that we just didn't care. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we watched this guy play, and he, from the sounds of how he talked, he barely cared, but he knew what he was doing. And he did none of that stuff, and he beat the and like it seemed like he could beat the game fairly quick. You just have to know the right stuff to go, the right uh, directions to go. Uh, this game is uh, it's not a maze game. I know that's one of my favorite terms. No, but it's it's trying to border on that in a way because you got to go certain directions in certain places and stuff in certain order for things to show up that you need. So the game has, um, and I'll read it straight out of the manual. It has several different modes, you might say. But it's not like Back to the Future where it's mini games. It's, it's seamless. And I'll go and give credit where credit's due. For NES game, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, obviously Zelda did something similar. But it's pretty impressive that this little world, Jaws was like this. And we both said, although Jaws had like 10 minutes of actual content, we both appreciated the fact that it was like its own little self-contained little world. Yeah, so what we're trying to say here is Jaws, Friday the 13th, and Zelda are all very similar. Exactly. But in Friday the 13th, you have the side view screen, which is just where you're walking left or right in yeah. the open fields and it's or almost, in the woods. And it's almost an... It's not an action platformer because there's, no there's, no, there's no platforming. It's way more just an action type game, but you can also happen to be able to jump. Yeah, but your only action is to throw things. Throw and jump. Yeah, you can throw and jump. And duck. But the weird thing is you only ever jump to jump over enemies. Like, you never need to jump on a platform right. or anything. Or to, or to get items. So you're pretty much moving left or right. But the kind of cool thing is, as you're moving left to right, sometimes there's paths that go up or down. And if you look at the map, you can actually follow yourself around the map. So that's kind of unique. Unless um, you get into the woods, then if you're yeah. like me, you get lost. And then you got your <clears throat> interior screen, as the game calls it. And that's where it's a very old school, like um, a first-person RPG, if you've ever played any of those. Yeah. Sort of like... <laughs> I think I have the Beholder. Sort of like one. Doom. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. It, like, takes a Doom view. Yeah. Or Noah's Ark 3D. Noah's Ark 3D, which is a more popular one. <laughs> yeah. And you're just in the interior of these cabins. There's not much to it, but you can find things sometimes. Let's see. Then what other screens do we have? Um, the cave. Yeah, yeah, the cave, where you're still moving left or right. And the flashlight they say you need, but you. this guy was like, you, you don't need this flashlight. <laughs> There's a lot of things in this game yeah, that the manual actually claims you need and you don't. Uh, the lake. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. get in a boat and row around the lake. Oh, but uh, don't think that you're free of zombies in the lake. <laughs> because yeah. these zombies are pretty impressive, Trevor. They're able to jump out of the water like fish. Yes. Jason can also get in the lake, and he yes. moves stupid fast. It's good. It might be my favorite part, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the whole point of this is you're moving around. When Jason attacks, if you pause the game and look at the map, it'll flash a cabin. That's where Jason's attacking. You're supposed to go to that cabin and save either the counselor or the kids, whoever Jason is destroying. Um, that's the that's the Nintendo term. Yes. Because if you lose, although the game flat out says kills, yeah. if all the kids are killed or all the counselors are killed, it's game over. Right. Um, that's really honestly it should be. <laughs> but according to what we were reading, again, we didn't pull it off, you may not necessarily even have to go save the counselors. Instead, just focus on upgrading your weapons and kill Jason three times before you even have to worry about everybody yeah. dying. And the one bit of advice the guy said was try to always fight him on the road. This yeah. is a lot easier that way, especially when you have the, uh, what's it, the flame, what's it called? The, the torch. torch. Um, so, <laughs> man, I, uh, which makes no sense to me, because when I was playing, I always felt like he was tougher there, but that guy made it look pretty, of course, I didn't have the torch either. So you have to defeat him three times, and he gets a little faster each time, apparently. Yeah. And so, if you find Jason, and sometimes, he's not random, by the way. They always assumed he was as a kid, but he follows a set pattern. It's amazing the time people have dedicated to figuring out the pattern that Jason Oh, you can find it online. People have really dedicated time to this. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But uh, if you meet him in a cabin, if you... (laughs) Again, we We, didn't know this. Right. As kids or as adults. Trevor kept telling it. me that I could dodge his fight, his fist. I was like, no, yeah. you can't. So you have to press down to initiate your fighting mode, and then you can duck punch-out style. Yeah. Like you can dodge left and right. 
And if you do that and hit Jason enough times with a powerful weapon, you'll kill him. Or you don't even have to fight him in the cabin at all. You could just meet him out on the, the side-scrolling sections. And you get a lot more hits in, it seems like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I can go with enemies. Because really, not all, many of them. all you really care about is killing Jason, but these enemies just get in your way. The zombies are everywhere. Yeah, that's the main... The main enemies you'll see is zombies. Oh, wow. Get some information. This game just got darker. So the mindless zombies you're slaying? Yeah. They are the mindless undead who are past victims of one of Jason's murderous rampages. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. That's scary. You got bats, which are bats. Mm-hmm. Wolves, which only come out at night, and they're pretty annoying. They're very tough. Uh, you got crows, which are annoying like any flying enemy. So this game was like, we should have two flying enemies. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this game decided. Oh, let's see. Jason's mother. Which is basically just a flying head a la uh, Castlevania's flying heads. Yep. Um, and she only appears in a certain cave and right. you can get certain items like a sweater, which yeah. halves the damage you take. It's a pretty it's, it's pretty much like a shieldish type thing. Apparently you can only get that on the second day. Yeah. Um, you know what though? Honestly, let's give more credit where credit yep. is due. That is kind of impressive with this game. It is. That has like a built-in clock or whatever you want to call it. I, I can't just say this is a lazy game. Again, this might be showing our hand a little bit more. But what this ended up reminding me of, instead of Back to the Future, instead of Terminator 2, or other LGN games, it reminded me of Roger Rabbit. Because that game had a lot going on. And a lot of content. But you just wondered, was it actually fun? Right. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Yeah. That's honestly a truly great comparison with this. Uh, also, um, there, like I said before, there's six counselors. Only two of them are worth anything because they're all kind of yeah, different. All different. Mark and Chrissy are the two you're going to want to keep around the most. Yeah, um, they're by far the strongest, the fastest, and jump the best compared to the other ones. The other ones are just kind of middle of the road and are cannon fodder, apparently. So your weapons and items, you start with stones, which are weak. The knife, which is also weak. Uh, the machete, which is a lot more powerful. The axe, which is even better. The lighter lets you light fireplaces and cabins, which again, is utterly worthless, we've discovered. Yes. It is, well, it may not be fair to say it's utterly worthless. That's one way you can manage to find the torch and beat the game, but it takes a long time. And so if you're just interested in using a walkthrough, you don't even have to worry about lighting the fireplaces. Uh, You got the vitamins, which I didn't realize that's what those were, but they... That's annoying. You can't heal yourself with the vitamins. Not that we could figure out. You have to heal your other counselors. So, we didn't say that. But, like, if you go to a cabin and there's a counselor there, you can switch to that counselor. Which is also kind of neat. It, it yeah. is. I love the persistent stuff in this game. Yeah. I love that Jason actually does follow a pattern and he enters cabins as he, he goes around the camp in this clockwise pattern. It's almost set up like like a board game. I think there's a board game based on this that's very similar to this that I think... I think I'm pretty sure I played it before. There is a Friday the 13th board game, but... Oh, you're thinking about Midnight Party. Yes. It's a little ghost game that I have. It's very similar to this. It is, yeah. Yeah, where it's kind he of enters chasing. rooms as yeah. he goes. Yeah. This game gets more credit for me in its design than I ever expected it to. Yeah. It is not a dumb game. It's really not. Again, that doesn't mean it's a fun game. We'll get to that. But it's... The, the fact that Jason follows a pattern and he actually enters cabins the day and night cycle. There's a lot more to it than what we realize as kids. And like this guy was saying in the video, again, we're stupid, we didn't figure this out. But, like, if you've got a counselor who you've actually managed to get the good weapon, you kind of put him in a strategic spot that Jason passes by, I guess, more frequently. And then when Jason passes by there, you pop out with him. I mean, that's kind of strategic. That is like a board game, honestly. Yeah. You know what I said? What's that? You said a lot of things. I've said many things. But this game, at the end of the day, doesn't even feel like an action game. It doesn't feel scary or like an action game. It feels like one big puzzle. What yeah. I actually said was a, a spreadsheet, the game. <laughs> you which is kind of negative. <laughs> you did compare it to a spreadsheet. You said this was a spreadsheet. But there's a lot of math going on in this game with there the is. patterns and stuff. Yeah. Somebody smart designed this game, programmed this game. But had they played other games and thought about the fun factor, 
I don't know. But hey, the rest of the items are the flashlight, which lets you see better in the cave. Which you don't even need. Totally worthless. You don't need to see better in the cave. Uh, messages. Okay, the messages. <sighs> okay, so here's what the manual says about messages. Gives you clues where items can be found. What it doesn't tell you is until you read these messages, you can't find the items. Right. That is an old trope from like old adventure type games, like the Roger Rabbit game. And it feels kind of weird. Like until you see a message that says the torch is best against Jason or something like that, you can't find the torch until you find that message. And then you can find it easily in a certain cabin. But again, without the internet, when this game came out, how are you going to find that certain cabin except just by blind luck? I guess the point is, you want this game to last a long time, and once you find it, you know where it is. And I'll say that is cool. Well, that's what, you remember in the original manuals for these games, there's a last couple pages for mm-hmm. notes? <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what that's for. You need it for this game. Yeah. Because the kind of cool thing is, as far as I know, there's nothing random in this game. The it notes seems, always appear It the seems random, but it's really not. It's not, yeah. yeah. Jason's attacks aren't random. The items appearing aren't random. But Johnny, how do you make the items appear? I think that's just stupid. Uh, You gotta kill so many zombies, like three to five. Depending on the counselor, you might yeah. have to kill more or less zombies. And then the you'll get a noise or something that will indicate you've, you've done enough. And then you just jump around. <laughs> and they'll magically yeah. appear in certain places. So you just jump, jump, jump until you find the item you're looking for after you've killed a certain number of zombies. Again, that doesn't make any logical sense, though. And also, the one thing that I know... If it happened to me, and it would if I would have played it long enough. If you have the torch, and you accidentally jump around, and you hit a knife by accident, oh, yes. your torch is gone, and you just have a knife now. So the items, again, they're not random. You can find maps online. There's certain places each item will appear on the map. But like Johnny said, if you get the torch, which is the best weapon in the game to kill Jason, and then you start hopping around like an idiot, you'll probably end up getting the knife back. Yeah. And just erase all your progress, basically. <laughs> yes. So the whole point of the game, really, if we're getting down to it... Kill Jason three times. ...is to keep doing these little tricks until you get the torch. If you don't think you can do it with one counselor, you've got to do it all over again with multiple counselors. And then you find Jason and kill him. But yeah, because you're not going to kill him with the knife or the rocks. So I guess that's the puzzle, is just finding the best way to get these items. Yeah. But it's actually pretty straight... I don't want to say straightforward... It's pretty monotonous and simple if you just follow an FAQ. If you do it the game way the game wants you to do it, I have no idea, honestly. It says to light all the I kinda think the that fireplaces and blah blah maybe blah. Maybe it's just telling you that to kinda make the game last longer. Maybe yeah, I guess. Just giving you kind of more of a to do list. Yeah. <laughs> in a way. You know, like I remember when I was in school, I know you was homeschooled, but maybe your mom did this, I don't know. But there would be days where I could tell the teachers just didn't want to do anything, so we had busy work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kinda what that felt like felt like just busy work. I think you're exactly right, because here's one of the tips in the manual. The large cabins are good places to find messages and certain power items, which is true. You should explore them thoroughly as you go around to light the fireplaces. I think the whole point of lighting the fireplaces is to to give you a reason to explore all these cabins. That's it. Which I don't really like that, because it's arbitrary. But it's a way they managed to do it. It's a way they managed to coax you into exploring which is kind of the only way to beat the game but my goodness without a manual I mean not a manual but without a strategy guide of some sort which as far as I know this game never had until the internet I think you just have to play it hundreds of hours until you come across this stuff maybe not I'm sure people are better than us at things but oh they are it's not even not even a question Trevor I think we're ready for our final scores yeah yeah, yeah, we've defeated Jason, not really, but... We watched uh, a person defeat Jason. Yeah. So, final scores, let's get into it. I'm very curious about this one. You know what I just realized? What's that? I've not even thought about my score. Well, I, I usually do. I've not even thought about it. I don't think I have either. I like how I, I don't think that I have. I know I have it. Maybe I should just go first, just see what yeah, happens. Go, I've really, yes, do it. I'm very excited for this. See, I've not even thought about my score at all. It's kind of hard to, 
because this game just is what it is. Like it's yes, the retro plastic games. It's not incompetent. <laughs> it's really not. Right. Well, okay, but, it's not the retro plastic games. So I called this game two different things. One, one was serious. I said it's spreadsheet the game. Yeah. Because when you start looking at these these FAQs online, people have gone insane with detailed maps and practically algorithms of where Jason moves and this, that, and the other. The other thing I said is it's chess, the, the video game. Um, and you said it's dumb chess. <laughs> Which, dumb chess is kind of... Still chess. It's still at, chess. At the other day. It just doesn't follow any logic. I mean, it follows its own logic. It doesn't follow anything that makes logical sense to me. Right. Which I have a problem with. Like, how in the world would you know to enter this certain woods, take this certain path, enter this certain room, read this certain message... Then go back into this certain cabin and find the torch, which is the quickest way to do it. Much less the longer way it wants you to do it. Um, how would you know so much? I, I don't even know if trial and error would cut it. It, it kind of makes me feel better about my childhood because I never figured this game out as a kid. And now I, I get why, especially without a manual. It would just, it would have, I don't even think it would have been possible. Unfortunately, I'm really comparing this to Roger Rabbit, uh, which was a very competent game with a lot of content for NES game, published by LJN, developed by Rare. But at the end of the day, you just wonder to ask, was this, is it fun? And to me, Friday the 13th is like that, but even more so. I, I get why it has a cult following, because there's a lot here to figure out, but... I just really, I really didn't, once we knew what to do, I just really didn't want to do it. It wasn't like Jaws, where once we knew what to do, we wanted to kill Jaws. I don't know. Maybe, maybe part of it is just being tired, worn out today. But I came here feeling pretty good. I don't know. I just, even once we knew what to do, I just wasn't inspired to do it. <laughs> I can, I can feel you trying to figure this out. This is here. like a big math problem. It's like solving a big equation. Yeah, you're showing it's, your work. I can't believe that Friday the 13th, the NES action game, is like doing math. I mean, it's once you know what to do, you just got to work it out and puzzle it out. And it's, but not even a puzzle in the true sense of the word. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It really does not feel like an action game. The action, I'll be honest, the action is not satisfying. The action is not satisfying, but it's not really an action game. Um... I'll give them points for being unique. It would have been... I think it would have made more sense to make an action game. Just an action platformer where you're fighting Goonies and Jason's the boss in every level. But they went above and beyond that. But at the same time, I think I would rather have just played that game. Okay. Stop stalling. I remember Terminator 2 got a 2 out of 10 for me. Uncanny X-Men was a .5. Back to the Future. What did I give that? I thought it was like a one. Didn't you give it a one? No, I gave it... Or one and a half, somewhere around there. It might have been like a one and a half. Yeah. It definitely was better than Kenny X-Men. Oh, man, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to go three. I'll go three. Because it's a competent game. There's something going on here, but it is not for me. It's not for me, and I'm a guy who enjoyed Myst and Riven, which are two of the most uh, obtuse games ever made. And I love the puzzles in Zelda, because those are fun. But I did not enjoy cracking this puzzle. I'm giving it a 3 out of 10 because I respect it a little bit, but it's not for me. Uh, I'm giving it a 3 out of 10 as well. Wow. I won't even I won't even uh, go through all that I ever did. Uh, yeah, I had a, a 3 out of 10. Everything you said I agree with. Uh, it is like a math video game in a way. And spoiler alert, I've always hated math. So yeah. uh, I'm just not good at it. It doesn't click with me. Kind of with this game. I wonder if we were fans of the genre, that would have helped us a little bit. But what genre? It's not scary. Or maybe of the movie, I should say. I thought about that, though. I don't really care that it's Jason. He could have been fighting a pink alien. Like, I mean, I know what you're saying, but I, I wonder... But I, well, Is that what makes people love this game? Is they love Friday the 13th? Or is it because it's just this Friday weird Friday the puzzle? 13th is beloved. Like, a lot of people oh, really, truly love it. But, like, are those the people that are hardcore about this game? Or is it people that are into, like, the weird... I don't even want to use the word puzzle, but you know what I mean? The weird gameplay. There's been other games that I know we've covered. I'm blanking on what they are now that were based on franchises that I loved 
And that's the only reason I even liked them as much as I did. Except for Maybe that's Back true. to the Future because that ruined the game. I mean, <laughs> this was like Lord of the Rings and you're going around searching for the ring in a cabin. Yeah. And that was, a weird part of me might want to continue on and figure it out. Yeah, until we fault Sauron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it a three as well. Um, here's the thing. Obviously, this is a cheap game. You can get it anywhere. It's fairly cheap. About under, ten bucks. Uh, around ten dollars. It's not Retro Bliss approved. But yeah. Trevor, is this a game you would, you know how we, we would make people play? Uh, we decided that we would make people play uh, Back to the Future. Or no. I still wouldn't do that with this one. No, though. because it's not funny. It's right. not bad enough to be funny. There's nothing about it that's terrible. I agree. There's nothing funny about it. I was bored. <laughs> yeah. The only part that even remotely creeped me out was those faceless kids lined up against the wall because that's just creepy. Yeah, I mean, it's a better game than Back to the Future, but it doesn't have that goofy, terrible factor that that game had. Yeah. So, no, I think the only people I'd recommend this to is if what we said, the fact that I called it Spreadsheet the Game, <laughs> which is such a weird way to describe it, but That's I feel like that's what's going on behind the scenes. If that appeals to you or the fact that it's Jason, those are the people I would recommend it to. Uh, yeah, and please, if you love this game, let us know. I would love to know why. Like, yeah. you know, like... Just please tell, like, I'm very curious. Everybody's yeah. different. Not everybody's going to like the same stuff. Right. But if you like this game, uh, just tell us why, because we're just we're honestly interested to to find out. Because I really maybe we're missing something. Yeah, because I really don't think the fact that it's Jason is enough for people to love this game. I think there's something else that clicks with people. Yeah, and just yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, me too. Hear from you. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, so Trevor, not RetroBlist approved, but you know what is approved by RetroBlist? This upcoming commercial. Roll it. Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess? One. I would too. Is I that, hope that's not creepy. Depending on what the commercial was. It's going to be on Friday the 13th commercial. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> well played. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do we care what other people have to say? We do it every episode. One time I just don't want to do it. We've not done it before. Yeah, <laughs> we forgot. Just, that's just how it shifts to be. What are we been. talking about? Uh, the fan feedback.
on Facebook? Yeah. Well, I probably don't have much to read because our Instagram peeps haven't been commenting a lot. I know. We really need to switch. I feel like Instagram is... Wow, there's one comment on Instagram. So, of course, if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you'll see posts regarding our upcoming episodes. And I posted a picture of Friday the 13th. And Stephen McMario said, Please no, God no. <laughs> I kind of agree. <laughs> All right, go to Facebook. Join the very stagnant group there. <laughs> Stale as dishwater. <laughs> Honestly, the people who are there, they are very awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we are very grateful for all of them. Uh, Nick DeMarco said, My brother is still violently trying to spread a movement that this is a good game. Hmm. I keep trying to get him to see the light here. I consider this the Phantom Comes Alive of NES games. Everyone had this. Excuse me. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen at some point. I thought you were pausing for effect. <laughs> no. I was possibly because of my body. <laughs> like said album in the 70s because parents couldn't afford the gold Zelda carts we wanted and instead thought, hey, that's a popular movie franchise right now. It's got to be good. Most of us never forgave our parents for this injustice. <laughs> Christopher Kellogg said, I remember playing it and I did not enjoy it. That said, Friday the 13th is very playable and should be near the top of the LGN list of games. That's a that's a based on three out of ten. It is near the top. Yes, <laughs> I definitely like TNC surf design better. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree there. I think Roger Rabbit got around the same score. Yeah, is there I, any other ones that are better that we played? I honestly enjoyed Jaws more, but I like, uh, yeah, but I, I like the movie Jaws, so maybe that's helping me some. I don't remember what I gave Jaws, but I think I did enjoy it more. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Coed said I don't have much experience with this game. I remember playing it as a kid and having zero idea. What I was supposed to do or how to play. Exactly. What are you, dumb? <laughs> Andrew's saying that because we were the same. Yeah. Uh, I have played it since and figured out the basics, but have not played through it. It is one I keep telling myself I will get to one day. Stay positive and love your life, blisters. Uh, Douglas Delecky Jr. said, Yes, I love this game. I stink at it, but I could watch playthroughs all day. Douglas, honestly, uh, comment again whenever we post about this. Yeah, and please let us know what are we just missing something? I really want to know honestly. Yeah, like, is, do you find it soothing? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. legit curious. Yeah, uh, and and then Daniel Taraska said, just one, well, two words: purple Jason. Yeah, yeah. purple. Wow, Jason. that's again a lot of comments, especially for an LJN game. Yeah, it's a popular game. I think it's one that everybody's at least seen. It's popular, but I feel like it's popular originally because it was so bad but then people kind of forgot that it was supposed to be bad yeah. and so then started saying it was good this is sounding like a little segment that we have on this show you know what that segment's called the blaze quiz I wasn't sure what you're doing. Like, is there a segment I forgot about? Like, how does this have anything to do with anything? Hey, Johnny, we prepared three questions apiece. Play along at home, see if you can beat our scores in the bliss quiz. I've never been left out in the dry so much before. Oh my god! Welcome you to Retro put, Bliss. You pushed me off that cliff as fast as possible. There's a bus, and you were driving it in front of me. Over. And you get to go first, so you go off the cliff first. Here we go. Trevor, all mine are about the actual movie, so good luck. Oh, good. I didn't look up anything about the movie, so... All right, here we go. Number one, what did the screenwriter originally call Friday the 13th? Was the original name of this movie A, Long Night at Camp Blood? B, The Night the Camp Screened? C, The Night of the Long Bloody Camp? Or D, Long Night at Camp Scream? I'm going with the last one. Ooh, sorry. You were close. Was it the first one? Yes, it was the first that one. That was Long my initial night, instinct. Long night at Camp Blood. Good job, because I wanted to pick that, and then you got me up the last one. All right, Johnny, your first question. This is as simple as can be. This LJN game was actually developed by A, an undisclosed Korean developer. B, Atlas. C, Konami. D, 
LJN's second cousin, Jeff. <laughs> Old Jeff. Uh, what was... So basically, Korean developer Atlas Konami, or Jeff. I'm gonna go Atlas. That is correct. Sweet. <clears throat> Atlas, the maker of some famous RPGs from this era, <clears throat> or later. Like, which, what are they known for? Just so people know. Uh, Zelda. Are they... No. <laughs> <laughs> you put me on the spot. The only one I'm thinking of right now is Thousand Arms. But that's not even their most popular okay. one. Number two. Oh, the Persona series. There you go. I don't there know why I ask, but I don't care. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> your face. They made your face. That's for throwing me They did the a bus. bad job. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Hurtful, but I can't, can't deny your facts. Here we go. Number two. The movie was filmed at a real camp, which is actually, huh. according to what I was reading, uh, still running. What is its real name? Here are your choices. Is it called Camp Crystal Lake? Is it called Camp Abracadabra? Or is it called Camp Nobi Bosco? What? The last one. That's correct. It's called Camp Nobi Bosco. I don't know why. That is so weird. I didn't read more into it. <laughs> so that's one for one. Yep. John, your second question. So we gave the game pretty low score. Let's see what the critics said. Okay. Game Pro's reviewers at the time said that Friday the Tur- Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth is blank. Okay, it is a shockingly gruesome and accurate portrayal of the film. There's no way it's that. It is a game that takes time to truly master. It is a game with repetitive music and amazingly frustrating gameplay. Oh, that was it. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I have a D here, but it's because my phone automatically put it. Okay. Um, I know for sure, for a fact, it better not be that first one. Oh, wait, wait, there was a frag. Okay, well. All right, so the last choice is, I really screwed it up. So Friday the 13th is D, the day after Friday the 12th. Okay. <laughs> I missed joke. my own joke. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, it comes down to shockingly a, gruesome and accurate portrayal. Which I'm going to mark out. A, a game that truly takes time, time takes, to master. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Master. A game with repetitive music and amazingly frustrating gameplay. Uh, okay, so I'll say this. The gameplay itself works just fine, I felt. Like, I didn't. Mm. I felt the controls were fine. Uh, we didn't mention that in our review, but the controls overall, I didn't really have an issue with. That's true. Yeah, I uh, didn't even think about them. That's a good sign. So I'm going to go with the second one. No, they said it had repetitive music and an amazingly frustrating gameplay. Huh. And I'll say the critic reviews were pretty terrible. And I included this bonus fact. The authors of Nintendo Power rated Friday the 13th the sixth worst game ever made in their 1990, September 1997 issue. And this is pretty good, especially for Nintendo Power, which was kind of aimed at kids. <laughs> the writer stated, after playing a few minutes of this aardvark, did my phone autocorrect or did he say aardvark? <laughs> I don't actually know. My phone says aardvark. <laughs> but we'll continue. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're those guys that would read word for word once on a teleprompter. Yes. After playing a few minutes of this aardvark, I feel like that's wrong. <laughs> You wanted Jason to slaughter all the counselors and then you. Anything so it would just end. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is harsh. Yeah. Those poor aardvarks. Trevor, number three. <clears throat> Friday the 13th. What was its Rotten Tomato score? If you get within oh. 5%, I'll give it to you. The original? Hmm. Yeah, the original one. Of course, there's been plenty of these movies, but I'm talking the original number, the number one one. 86%. Incorrect. Ah. It was a positive movie. Like it got a what? Are they, what's that called? It's rotten fresh. or fresh. Uh, overall, would be considered fresh, but it was only at sixty-two percent. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I only got one right. Yeah, but I've only gotten one right. I have to get this one so, to win. The final question. I feel like we kind of spoiled by watching the walkthrough, but for you to actually get it right, I'm going to make you answer the second part because okay. I knew this might happen. So, how do you get the pitchfork? Uh, I've already lost it. <laughs> I don't remember okay. that stuff. <laughs> a, it's randomly dropped by enemies. B, after visiting every cabin, it will appear on the ground. C, only by finding and defeating the decapitated flying head of Jason's mom. I know it's not C because that's the sweater. Or maybe you have to defeat her to find it. I think it's either B or C. I'm going to go B. No, it was by defeating his, his mom. I was going to make you... If you remember that, I was going to make you uh, tell me what her name is. 
Jason's mom. Oh, I don't even know that either. <laughs> Take a wild guess. It's Voorhees. What do you think her first name is? Um, first female name that pumps in your head. Uh, Catherine. Close enough. It's Pamela. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, one apiece. But you know, people love this movie. Or hate or oh, they gosh, just hate yeah. us. <laughs> I mean, if. <laughs> I hate hearing people sound like that, like they know what they're talking about, but they're totally ignorant. Yeah. Whoa. That's just cause okay. I, I haven't touched anything in a while. Sorry, the screen went off to everyone's used Um, blah, blah, blah. But I think we do a good job of not even pretending like we know what we're talking about. We're very upfront about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think it helps us a lot. Uh, so yeah. this has been LJM month, Trevor. It's been Halloween month as well for us. How mm-hmm. do you think we did? Give us a review. <laughs> Three out of ten. Fair is fair. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, by the time you hear this, we should have... A new patron exclusive episode up. We're going to rate our top five uh, most hated movies. Right. Our um, personal list, by the our way. Our personal very, list. Very personal list. I don't know why. We just have hate on the brain. So uh, if you want to listen to that, God knows why you would want to do that. But if so, for whatever reason, uh, go to Patreon slash RetroBlist. And for just a dollar, you get to listen to our more of our garbage. <laughs> That's an amazing deal. That's a dollar wow. for garbage, Trevor. Just a dollar for garbage. I gladly. I can't it stress this enough. It's garbage. <laughs> but what do you really think of it? I love it. Me too. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all of you. Much love, hugs, and kisses. XOXO. Be safe out there trick or treating. If you got a trick or treat or partying, happy Halloween. Boo. <laughs>